This is Movie Land with CJ Johnson. Hello and welcome to Movie Land. I'm CJ Johnson. Thank you for joining me. I'm in the midst of a bit of a Sydney Film Festival binge. Some interesting films, including the latest from Michael Haneke. I saw the other day, Happy End. That was really good. I hope that's getting a general release soon. I saw Risk by Laura Poitras, which I've got to tell you about because it is releasing in Australia this Wednesday. I believe it's already in the cinemas in the United States, I'm sure, with other territories to come. Laura Poitras is the most fascinating filmmaker on the planet. That's a big claim, and I stand by it. I was able to say the same thing about Michael Moore during his Bowling for Columbine Fahrenheit 9-11 period. With the one-two punch of Citizen Four and now Risk, Laura Poitras has peeled back layers of international secrecy, conspiracy, surveillance and hypocrisy, leaving me terrified. Of course, she couldn't do it without her subjects, Edward Snowden, Citizen Four, and Julian Assange, the subject of Risk. But it says an enormous amount that they both chose her to not only document their journeys, but become complicit in them. In doing so, she has become a globally vital voice, a filmmaker of absolute influence, with the CIA, FBI and other files to prove it. She is an enemy of the United States so that we may bear witness to its intrusions. Citizen Four was her immediate revelation. Her camera was rolling in Snowden's Hong Kong hotel room as his whistle blew, and the world wondered who the hell he was, while Risk is her epic, spanning a shooting period from 2006 to, well, perhaps last week. Like so many political documentaries right now, there doesn't seem to be an appropriate moment to end on, except to cut to a black screen with updated white text and let you rush out to plan your child's safety. There is an astonishing moment where the two films directly intersect, where Assange watches the Snowden affair blow up on television, and then we cut to the interior of Snowden's hotel room from Citizen Four that cements her unbelievable abilities as a global witness. We see all of Assange's lairs intimately, including daily life at the estate in Norfolk, and fascinatingly, his living situation within the Ecuadorian embassy in London. His room is tiny, and he works out in a bathroom. Any images we may have had in our head of hotel-like conditions are blasted to smithereens. It is not an enviable existence. We hear Assange candidly on the Swedish situation, including a jaw-dropping session with his lawyer as they discuss the two women who brought charges against him. And we are led to at least a strong hypothesis of the relationship between Assange and his brilliant second-in-command, Sarah Harrison, who emerges, for this critic at least, as heroic. Assange is pissed off at the film and Poitras, and WikiLeaks lawyers are suing her, claiming, among other things, that she has put Assange, Harrison and others in serious jeopardy by editing the film, or re-editing the film, after a screening in Cannes in 2016, in New York City, rather than the contractually agreed-upon Berlin, where Poitras lives in self-exile for her own safety. This dispute invades the film itself and gives it the feeling of being a living document, something that may be altered again. This is, in itself, electrifying. But there is another revelation in the film, a deeply personal one, about Poitras that shakes the relationship of filmmaker to film even more distressingly. 
It is sensational and disturbing, but it has only deepened my understanding of Poitras. She may seem able to be in two countries at once. She may be single-handedly using film to reveal the depths of the United States' security malfeasance, but she is also unalterably human and prey to the weakness of the species. That is Risk. It opens this coming Thursday, the 15th of June. The Ides of June, the dead centre of the year, pretty much, in Australia. And I believe it's already in cinemas in the United States, perhaps around the world. Now, I know my last episode, my interview with Pete Gleason, the director of Hotel Coolgardie, was a little premature. That actually opens in Australia on the 22nd of June, that feature-length documentary. So I'm sure you're dying to see it now that you've listened to that <laughs> episode of the podcast. Well, sorry to have um, popped it a little prematurely. You'll have to wait till the 22nd, but that's when it opens. You can go see it then, and you can also go see Una then. Una is the new film starring Rooney Mara and Ben Mendelsohn. And I'm pleased to say that Ben is my guest on Movie Land next week in celebration of the release of Una. So make sure you catch that one. Pass the podcast around to your friends who would like something like Movie Land. And while you're thinking beneficially of us, rate and review us on iTunes. Give us a nice strong rating, five stars, and write us a little paragraph or even a sentence just saying how much you like the show show and if you do so apple might very well promote the show within their store their podcast store it's free of course but you know the store and that would help just get us more listeners which is what we want uh for these podcasts about our favorite things movies take care and make sure you see a film at the cinema this weekend and may i suggest it should be risk Laura Poitras's new astonishing documentary. If you care anything about the world we live in right now, why wouldn't you see it? I'm CJ. Bye. Thanks for listening to Movie Land. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CJ Movie Land. Read and subscribe for free to my written reviews at filmmafia.com.au. Watch my web TV series, Watch This, at Skippy TV. That's S K I P I dot TV. S K I P I dot TV. And make sure you see a movie at the cinema this weekend. Take care.